The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Quirky Dog Podcast, inspired by some of the quirkiest dogs you can ever imagine and the owners who love them. This podcast is brought to you by the quirky couple themselves, Scott and Jess Williams. Their aim is to educate and entertain. Here's Scott and Jess. Welcome, guys, and happy Wednesday. We're coming to you live from Two Guys Smoke Shop, and we are doing our holiday episode. We're super excited about it, and Scott is wearing the stockings. It's like Chandler from Friends. Could he be wearing any more clothes? Happy holidays, everybody. (laughs) First, he didn't want to wear the reindeer hat, and then he went a little overboard. All right, today we are going to talk about not forgetting about the dog over the holidays. And if you happen to celebrate winter solstice as your main holiday, happy winter solstice, because it's today. I guess that would be the anti-religious group. Well, there's there's a lot of different ways to celebrate the holidays. All right, I'm going to take your reindeer off. We got Sarge's stocking hanging strong. So my quirky tip today, hold on, we're going to do the quirky tip. Well, hang on. All right. Oh, look at it's the holiday pig. (laughs) <laughs> oh, he lo- sounds a little, a little bit, bit higher pitch. He sounds a little, a little hoarse. A little kennel cough there. <laughs> okay, my quirky tip um, since Thanksgiving has been about gifts for dogs over the, around the holidays or dog lovers. And we're running out of time, especially if you're celebrating winter solstice or you celebrate Christmas and all of that. So if you do do socks or stockings with your family, get your dog a freaking stocking, please. In front of us is a set with a bunch of pet dog stockings over the years. All of these stockings up here are multi-use because I don't have the same dogs every year and everything else. So just go to the dollar store, buy your dog a stocking, have a little puff paint going, and make their Christmas morning bright. These three are no longer with us. Yep. And Sarge is... Dear and dear to our heart. Sarge is hanging on Scott. we lost this year. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Yeah, I'm going to get into it. I'm going to break up. It's too early in the podcast. Loco and Bama are there too. But this is a thing. And honestly, it's the first year that I haven't hung um, Bama and Sarge's stocking. So I'm really moving along with my processing. Okay, so... Don't forget about the dog around the holidays. Uh, we are pretty cuckoo about our dogs around the holidays. Well, you are. <laughs> and it's slightly rubbing off on me. Yeah. It's taking we're, time. We're having fun with it. Well, we, we don't do a crazy big Christmas. Even when we had Scott's kids when they were younger and, you know, we'd celebrate like kids Christmas with them. Everybody got a few gifts. Scott and I do a few gifts. We don't go crazy. But it is really fun for us to get individual gifts for each dog that they'll like. And I wrap them in tissue paper and they open them on Christmas morning. And it's a tradition that we make time for. Yeah, and your dogs are um, very used to it. They're very proficient in unwrapping. Yeah, they tear everything apart. <laughs> and I've taught Scott's dogs how to follow suit. So, But it's something that really does mean a lot to us. And we um, always have more client dogs over the holidays. We talked about this last week. This is a very busy time of the year for us. So, you know, I'm letting out more pet dogs than normal, more boarding dogs than normal, more boot camp dogs than normal. We're having whatever Christmas morning breakfast we're going to have. We're heading to Scott's family's house. And we make sure that our dogs have time to open gifts. So we always have prioritized our dogs. But we thought maybe some listeners out there may not have this same mindset. So we're going to try to brainwash you a little bit today. And I can say that my family and the way I grew up, it was the dog was not yeah. part of the holiday season. They were there, but they did not get gifts. They were not acknowledged over the holidays. They were just part of the household. Yeah, and things have kind of changed and with the um, way we view dogs over time and everything else. And obviously, Scott and I have quite a bit of age difference. But this is something that was instilled upon me as I was growing up and something that I've taken into adulthood. And honestly, I mean, most of my Facebook feed, the freaking dogs are spoiled out the wazoo over the holidays. They get more presents than any of the family members. But I do want to make the small point also 
when we're talking about not forgetting about the dog. If you are a professional dog facility of any sort, right, um, veterinarian, groomer, daycare, uh, trainer, anything, please acknowledge your client dogs, especially if they are with you over the holidays. It is a small thing to put some puff paint on stockings and write dogs' names on them, but people light up. They love it. The dogs we have in right now are going to be dressed up in a little elf costume, and we'll send those off to the owners on Christmas morning. People love it. Just because they are away from their animals over the holidays, please acknowledge those animals. And you don't have to spend freaking hundreds of bucks and toys and gifts for the animals, but do something kind of sentimental. And share it with the family, because I promise you it means everything everything to them. That is something that we have always done as a business, and it's been very appreciated, I'd say. Well, it reminds me of that uh, photo you showed me of the Grinch that came to the daycare. Oh, my Lord. And the dogs yeah. the dogs were all traumatized <laughs> yeah. trying to run away, and this person yeah. was if dressed you, up like a Grinch. If you do have a daycare, let's not scare the dogs with a Grinch costume and then post it all over social media. That is a good point. I'm glad you brought that one up. Okay, so why do you think it's important these days to include the dog around the holidays? And what, well, what different perspectives do you have on that? I didn't think it was important when you did all this stuff and I did it because it made you feel good and I didn't think We're talking about 11 years ago. Yeah, no, but I think that there's there's pros and cons with my family, the way I grew up and the way I raised my kids with our dogs. The dogs were not part of the Christmas uh, activities. And it was good in the sense that the dogs weren't the center of attention 24-7 because people that are already doing this, they may be leaning too hard in the other direction where the dog is the center of everything. (laughs) This is the first day we got the puppy. This is the dog's actual birthday. This is the holidays. Here's Easter. Everything is around the dog all the time. And the There's dogs, an hour the dogs of are unopening crazy. presents uh, the in the morning. The dogs have a lot of anxiety yeah. and they're nuts. Yeah. So I went from the other extreme and I was raised the same way. It was not an emotional household. We barely got, you know, what, the only thing that got acknowledgement was when we did something wrong, for, for the most part, <laughs> which was the way a lot of people were raised. A lot of hashtag kids in my, Eng- hashtag in, New England. In my generation, yeah. <laughs> But I do think that it's good to acknowledge the dog and around the holidays so that the kids can really appreciate this being that is living in the house with you. Just the way you would acknowledge the end of your dog's life and not just the dog just disappears one day and you tell the kids, oh, the, you know, the dog is on a farm up north. That's not really helping the child understand grief and all the lessons that we learn from our dogs. So... When you have the dog, it's really nice to kind of celebrate their existence, the fact that they're a living, breathing entity with you, part of your family, and just through some little things like we're doing. Yeah, no, I agree. And I would say too, like, just spoiler alert, guys, a lot of our clients are not having kids anymore. Like, it is a different climate out there with, you know, the 20s, 30s, young professionals, everything else. A lot of people are actually choosing not to have kids at all, and the dog is kind of, like, taking that role. So in their life, they're going to be, like, celebrating their dog on the holidays. If you are have a child that's like this, who's chosen not to have kids, who has dogs or something instead acknowledge the animal. It means something to them, but it instills good values into children and good empathy, right? I feel like nowadays things are a little bit different. Like all of a sudden gifts just show up underneath the Christmas tree and like, oh, this is from, you know, the kids to dad. This is from the kids to mom. People aren't taking the time to like go pick out specific things, have the kids make specific things. Kids, obviously in elementary school, middle school, they're not going to be really super thoughtful about the gifts they give to their friends. Maybe some really kind hearted children are, but it's just kind of like a massive sugar party at school. Everyone passes around, you know, Christmas gifts or whatever, and then it's over. So you're teaching the 
them really like how to lean in, how to show empathy, how to like care about something that is a family member that you love that's there and to acknowledge how great the dog has been for you every other freaking day of the year. The whole point of the holidays is to spend time with those you love and acknowledge each other's existence and be grateful for that in our opinion. Yeah, well, that sums up our relationship with our dogs. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we spend 24-7 with our dogs, and um, they are the focal point and the, the biggest part of our lives. For the most part, my kids are grown up and living their own lives now, and we see them occasionally. But our dogs are – my dog, Jimmy, meets me in the morning at 5 a.m., and when I go to sleep, he, besides Jess, he's the last uh, – being that I see. Yeah. No, but our dogs mean a lot to us. And I, I, I think a lot of people get like sucked into this thing about like, oh, I don't want to support the big box pet stores. And I totally agree to some extent. Like I'm not going to Petco and shopping. If you have a local pet supplier, that's where I always buy our dogs toys. If you see our thumbnail um, photo for this episode, they had these little like fabulous fannies at our pet stores. <laughs> I bought them for all the dogs. They're like sticking out of their stockings in addition to toys. And then we got Jimmy, a uh, Jimmy Choo Choo, because it actually, it says in stitching, Jimmy Choo spelled C-H-E-W. Super cute. But like we go above and beyond, but I'm I'm always supporting local. I'm always being conscious of where we put our money. And don't buy like the crappy Christmas stocking rawhide kind of stuff, okay? These things are not safe for your animals. There's a lot of problems with these types of products being shipped over from China. Our absolute favorite is farmhounds. We love the farmhounds hides. They have been out of stock of the larger hides since freaking Black Friday, I think. They had a huge sale, but we had them on the podcast. Think about thoughtful treats, thoughtful gifts. You can buy the dogs a freaking bag of carrots. I don't care. It doesn't have to be anything big. But make it something special. Bag of carrots. That's kind of like getting coal if you're human. <laughs> you like carrots. A lot of dogs <clears throat> like carrots. All right. We're going to go on a break super quick. When we get back, we're going to talk about how to make the dog the center of your holidays. Want to keep up with all the latest from the Quirky Dog Podcast like me and Murphy here? Then make sure you head on over to the YouTube channel and subscribe. Or if you prefer to listen to the madness, go on over to iTunes or Spotify and follow the Quirky Dog Podcast. And hey, while you're there, leave a rating and review and let them know what you think of the show. Till then, keep it quirky. All right, we're back, and I got my fuzzy and everything. I lost my fuzzy before the show. It was a little bit of a disaster, but we got it all covered. All right, so what are some things that people can do? Like, if it's just you and your dog, right, and you don't buy any Christmas gifts, and, you know, you just kind of have more of an isolated holiday, what are some things that you can do to put, you know, money, goals in the bank for the following year with your dog? So this prompt was, what can I do with my dog in the upcoming year that may serve us both? Do you have any good suggestions? Well, the first thing that I thought, even when you said it now, and I may have thought about it the first time you mentioned this to me, but take your dog and go for a walk. Yeah. And some of you do that on a regular basis, so it's not anything different, but there's a lot of people that their their dog's world is the backyard. Yeah. They always just go out the backyard and people say, oh, I don't need to teach my dog how to walk on a leash because he just goes out in the backyard. But it's good for you to be walking. I've been doing a lot of running this past few months, several months here, and getting out for my own personal physical health and, and mental and emotional well-being. And I go out with my, uh, my Malinois and go running with him. And it's funny because now I see like the local crews that are out there at seven in the morning running. So I'll go by. And one day I went last week without my dog. And these two older people said, where's your buddy? Where's your buddy today? <laughs> He's becoming like an Elliot star. <laughs> yeah, so they, it's kind of nice to get out and do that. But it's, it's a good thing if you never do it, that's a great thing to do with your dog. And it might even set up a new little routine where you get out and move your body a little bit. Because most of us live 
sedentary lifestyles. We everything is in the in the palm of our hand with our with our phones. Yeah. And we don't go enough and And we're sitting more for work and we don't all have this. time to drive to the gym and spend yeah. an hour there. Just get out and walk around the block, you know. Yeah. Tony's new uh tagline is sitting is the new smoking. Tony Robbins. I think that's a good one. And I do want to make a point with what you said about running is that Scott sees a huge difference in his own personal satisfaction getting up early and running outdoors even in the colder winter weather in Maine yeah. than you do when you just go to the gym. I get that sun on my face. Yeah. And uh, it really sets me up for a great day as far yeah. as my emotional outlook. And when I don't do it, I feel like I should have done it. A I little feel, nuttier. Yeah. yeah. I just but even, even if he goes to the gym, it's not quite as fulfilling. And if you have a dog, you're like, oh my God, going for a walk now or going for a run. Now I got to teach my dog how to walk on a leash. It has no rules. It has no manners. I would recommend get something that you can securely put on your dog's neck, whether it be a martingale collar, a flat collar, something else, and put the dog on a 30-foot long line and go to a forest preserve that isn't super busy or go to the beach and just be there doing kind of like low traffic hours. There are ways to get out in the world without having exceptional training. So be very thoughtful of that. Well, this uh, brings me to you know this thing about Christmas Day with your dog. If you don't have any kind of control over your dog, it's going to be very hard to enjoy Christmas morning because there's all kinds of things that could hurt your dog, like these Christmas ornaments, little glass things, all kinds of crap that you don't want your dog getting into. And if you don't have any control of your dog, then it's just going to add to your stress on Christmas morning. Oh, we got the dog here, but he's getting in, he's starting to pull stuff off the tree or he's lifting his leg on the tree, who knows what. (laughs) So it's nice if you have just a very, very basic amount of control where they can be a part of that social setting and not be disruptive where they can actually enjoy being with you, but you can, you know that they're not going to get into some kind of trouble. Yeah, completely. And if your dog is... The next day, there's tinsel coming out of their butt for, you know, (laughs) three days. And if your dog is too unruly to be a part of Christmas morning, just get him a stocking with a good chew in it and bring that right outdoors. But these could be goals that you have now for the following year that I do want to create a little more control. I do want the dog to be more integrated into the family. Scott's talking about doing things outdoors with your dogs, going for walks with your dogs, making like goals for the upcoming year that would serve both of you. I would add, if you have some sort of practice, whether it be drawing, music, music, meditation, um, what are other good practices? Yoga. If you have some sort of practice, (laughs) that is not a practice. (laughs) If you have some sort of practice that you do for your own restorative properties, your own replenishment, everything else, bring your dog into that sometimes and see what that's like. Scott, before we came today, he's just playing his guitar on the couch. And I swear to God, this pet dog was like watching him like that he was at the symphony. Like he was just so in awe with the whole thing. But if there's a time that you're really like finding like, oh, like I feel like I'm at the essence of who I am. Try bringing your dog into that practice. Maybe once a week. I'm not saying to ruin it for you, but it's very simple to have a yoga mat out and then have your dog have a Kong, you know, stuffed with something that was frozen and they're able to enjoy that at the same time because dogs feel energy. Dogs sense energy. We once had a dog, his stocking is probably here somewhere, that um, his owner unfortunately passed away in the middle of the night. He had a heart attack. And the freaking wife like was just traumatized. The guy was young. He was healthy, everything else. They brought a Reiki master in. And when the Reiki master was like working through the whole room and trying to clear the energy and stuff, the dog just glommed on to that whole area of the house. And this wasn't like an overly social dog. So dogs sense energy. So if you are in your place where you're like really getting into just like a good vibe and you're feeling good, see if you invite the dog into that at least once a week, if that's restorative for both of you. My little tidbit. 
I like that. I like that. <laughs> a lot of people need to do that. Yeah, get, it's get true. Get yourself stabilized here. And if the dog, like, seriously think through this here. If the dog has been a hassle in 2022, if it's been one of your, like, top five, top ten stressors, if your life stress is really stemming from the dog in a lot of ways, come up with some plans for 2023 of how you want to remedy that. Maybe you'll take some sort of recreational class. Maybe you'll reach out to a trainer. Maybe you'll listen to some more, you know, diverse podcasts and figure out some different ways to deal with different things, but come up with an action plan. So that dog is not the first five, you know, uh, on the list of stress, not the first 10 on the list of stress. You're enjoying living with the dog and the kids are too, because it really is special as kids. And if you have a family with young kids to be able to grow up with a dog, but it's a privilege. And we want that to look good for everyone. These dogs are going to follow the kids, you know, past high school graduation, some past college graduation and everything else. So let's enjoy them being in the family as long as possible rather than freaking out and stressing about it. Yeah. Like, uh, we lost uh, Gigi this year and she was 14 and my daughter is now in graduate school. And I remember the day that we brought that little puppy home for her and that dog was part of her life right up until, you know, here she is just, she got through college, the dog was still alive, and then she started graduate school. So, I mean, they're they're with you through those formative years when you really see how fast time flies when you have kids. Because the kids, you know, it goes quick next, you know, from birth to moving out, hopefully. (laughs) That's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty quick time. But the point is, it just kind of marks the end and and up this big block of time. I was talking to a client the other day who was talking about how quick dogs passed away. And I said, yeah, I mean, you get six dogs in your lifetime and that's it. It's all over. Then they put you in the ground. Yeah. Or, or six dogs like once, like us. And then you just yeah, keep well, cycling We through. constantly <laughs> have dogs, but, you know, because they said to me, how many dogs have you had? And it's like, I've had 15 dogs or something. You know what I mean? I've had a lot of friggin' dogs and we still have a house full of dogs. <laughs> but like, these are the types of things for us. This will be momentous that like, we don't have squirt this year for Christmas. This is our first year without Gigi. This is Scott's first Christmas out of 14 years without Gigi. And she definitely got more spoiling than the other dogs. Cause he was, she was his little girl's dog. And you know, she always got beds and all kinds of foofy well, it's stuff. Like I and said everything last else. week, uh, the dogs that are the biggest pain in the ass are like my favorites. <laughs> They, and it's the same with humans. Like, if you have a relative who's really a pain in the butt, I mean, they just like... <laughs> Big presence. We'll yeah, say. they have a lot of presence. When they, when they pass, there's a huge void there. Whether you loved them or you had this love-hate relationship with them, there's just a big void when they're gone. And it's yep. like that with dogs. You have a dog yep. that's a pain in the ass, bit the neighbor in the butt. You know, you're constantly managing this dog and you love them, but they're still a pain in the ass. When they're gone, it's like, Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Big change. Yeah. You need five dogs to so fill the void. we're brainwashing you to spoil the pains and the asses. That's what we're saying, to make sure that you're acknowledging the pains and the asses and spoil them. But honestly, I can't reiterate this enough. You don't have to go crazy and buy all your friends, you know, pets, gifts, and everything else. But if you are going to be joining with your kids this year, and your kids are adult kids, and they have their own animals, if you see a stocking at the dollar store or something else that has the dog's first initial on it, just freaking buy it for $5, throw something novel inside of it. I don't even care if it's a coupon to, you know, go get a self-wash bath later for the dog, whatever it is, acknowledge them. It will make your adult children feel loved and seen and everything else. And it will mean something for the dogs that at least you're pretending to care. And And I I would say on the other, on the other end of the spectrum, if you have young kids, 
that are really, really excited Christmas morning because Santa came, there's gifts everywhere, they're tearing stuff open, there's bicycles in the living room. Just put a leash on your dog. Have the dog yeah. there, but put a leash on them so that yeah. they, because the dog is going to get excited about the kids that are running around in their onesies, yeah. getting all excited, <laughs> yeah. and then the dog might start like grabbing their leg or something. <laughs> Just have a leash on your dog so the dog can be a part of it, But and then you can take the dog and remove the dog after... 20 minutes or something, yeah. but that way they can have a limited amount of time with you and the family. We know that all the dogs don't grab the kids' legs, but we see a lot in our industry. Our so dogs we're, would. <laughs> we're we're warding it off. It's more the snowsuits. It's when they run outside in the snowsuits. A lot of our clients have the dogs grabbing at the snowsuits because they think that's fun. Yeah. And uh, also, with that said, so the bikes are being opened. The kids are all crazy. They're little spoiled brats, right? They're all like, me, 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 me. What else do I have? I want this. Oh, I wanted this color. Then it's a really good teaching opportunity and learning moment to say like, okay, now it's time to go do Scruffy's Christmas. Let's go in the kitchen and celebrate Scruffy and leave all of our toys that Santa just brought us in the living room. Like these are lessons that we can start instilling in children. I promise that children can be more mature than they're appearing right now. I've seen it before and the animals help us get there. The animals are healing. They're amazing family members and they're amazing teachers. So allow them to teach your children. It is so frequently that Scott will be at a class where like the kid is totally tuned into everything and he's like, all right, come here. You come work with me. Show your mom and dad what to do later. And like the kid's seeing stuff like, oh, the dog's scared there. Oh, the dog's blowing you off there. Like the kids seeing this in real time. They are amazing little beings. And we can all attest, me, Scott, and Chrissy, we've had dogs for our whole lives, that dogs mean a lot to us. And they have made us who we are as people. So please start including the dogs in the holidays, which is one of like the most special times of the year, hopefully. When you're putting out those cookies for Santa on Christmas Eve, make sure the dog isn't cleaning the table off. That, and I got to give my reindeer shout out since you're doing that. If you're putting out Santa's cookies, leave some, I'm going back to carrots. I feel like it's a carrot podcast. Leave some stuff out for the reindeer, some carrots, some celery, something else. We want to acknowledge the animals. All right. Do you have anything else to say about the holidays or anything else? You know, I could talk about Christmas all day. Oh God, he's this all is, about Christmas. Even though Halloween was my favorite uh, uh Holiday. As a child? Well, I did a lot of drinking as a child. Oh. <laughs> was Halloween a big drinking <laughs> Halloween holiday? Halloween was good for about four or five years. <laughs> okay. As soon as I had a couple of Budweiser's, I was like, you know, I think I like Halloween better. <laughs> really talking about drinking a lot on this podcast. All right. We are so grateful that you have joined us um, for all of 2022. Next week, we are doing our very special episode of Dog of the Year. It's going to be 2022 Dog of the Year, and it's a local dog, so it's here in person. I'm super excited about it. Um, and in the meantime, you guys, please enjoy this blessed time with your family, with your friends, with your animals. Thank you so much for joining us. Get the Santa pig going. If you have a pig at home, Give them some carrots. <laughs> Keep it quirky, guys. <laughs> the views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.